Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Good People Podcast. My name is Kelsey Coop Charles, and with me, as always, I have Antonio Brulong Long. And as we start this thing off, Brulong, how's everything going this evening? Bruh, everything is going swimmingly well right now. Uh, you know, it look cooler today here in, in the South Cat. You know, that's abnormal for this time of year, so, you know, we don't know how to act right now. Oh, yeah, but, much uh, welcome weather. Much welcome weather. Oh yeah, it, it's been scorching the last month or so, so it, it, it's really, really been good. But you know, it, it's been funny. You know, we didn't got more rain this summer than we typically get. And, you know, that's abnormal. But then we've been having earthquakes on top of it, so you know. Yeah, yeah. somebody, <laughs> somebody not paying the preaching, so I can I don't know what's going on, man. But Bruh, look, they gave a good excuse for it, but I mean, really, I go along with it because. <clears throat> We probably had since December. We probably had more rain than we typically get mm -hmm. uh, during this time, and they say it's seeping into the falls. And and all of them concentrated, you know, probably uh, probably about two and a half, three miles from your old house. Yeah. So it's like uh, they had some the other day that was more towards something, but that was that was an anomaly. We've had like sixty five since December. Well, you know, South Carolina is on one of the most active faults. I mean, it's been dormant forever, but I mean, it's a lot. It used to be a lot of activity, so you know, well, at least that's what I read from the history books, anyway. So. Well, the the thing is, one of the major earthquakes in America was in Charleston, so you know, back in nineteen oh six. So you really can't say that it's not there, but at the same time, to have sixty. Normally, we only get one or two, you know, a year, but this has been. Uh, highly abnormal, but you know the geologists say it's because of the rain, and I I, I kind of tend to agree because sprinkler ain't been on all all summer, bro. Because uh, it's it just been raining. It rained every other day. It's almost like Florida right right now. Yeah, every day about four five, it get it gets started. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yesterday it rained all all day yesterday morning here. Yeah, so you know that that really abnormal for the summertime that that's a wintertime rain that we get around him and just keep your lawnmower tuned up that's all just keep oh that's all look yeah if you keep on i'll just get a goat and be done with it <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that so we got on the charter for the day well what we got for the day for our community focus uh before we get into the episode our community focus is we go talk about us uh she Good People's Podcast. The reason why we go talk about us is, you know, we have been blessed and fortunate. This is our second year doing this. Uh, we coming up uh, on really, uh, uh, I think this should be our 20th or our 27th, 20th or 25th episode, I think. I got to go back and look at it. But, um, you know, we've been doing this for a while and we want to, you know, throw it out to the people that listen to us. Thank you. Again, for listening to us. Uh, again, we just two two brothers having a conversation. That's it. I mean, you know, doing our own thing. You know, are we right all the time? No. But we we aim to make it entertaining for you. You know, whether it, the purpose of the whole thing is just to have a conversation. We're having a conversation, and we hope it sparks you to have a conversation. And you can say, okay, well, I agree with Antonio on whatever. I agree with Kelsey on whatever, but. I need to know. We neither one of them know what they're talking about. Hey, as long as we get a conversation out of you, that's what it, that's what all matters. Yeah, and 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 you know we uh, 
there ain't no format. You know, it's just us having a conversation, doing what we do. Uh, you know, we hope that you get engaged with what we talk about um, and that you go and, and uh, listen for yourself. You know, don't just take our word for it. But, you know, at the same time, when we talk about certain things, you know, we've done a little bit of research. We ain't just coming off the top of our head with this here. But a lot right. of this is just our opinions, too. So if you feel like, you know, maybe that's right or, or you know, maybe you don't agree with it, you know, check it out for yourself. Uh, you know, we got uh, our annual NFL show coming up soon. And uh, that's going to be, uh, as always, you know, uh, we, we go talk about now we talk about our hometown team, you know, with Kelsey being in Georgia and me being here in Carolina. Um, we talk about the Panthers and we talk about uh, the Falcons. But. Our hearts belong to two other teams. For me, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. If any of you all watch the YouTube show, you see the Steeler paraphernalia up in the crib. Uh, there's a whole lot more. I just don't, you just can't see it because of the camera. And then Kelsey, you know, he represents uh, the star. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there, the star, yeah. I was going to be nice and say American <clears throat> team, but you know. Well, that's still debatable. I mean, you know, I, I love myself some Cowboys, but some things need to change. And, you know, I'll be the first one to say it. Everybody who's a Dallas Cowboy fan out there saying we're going to the Super Bowl this year, don't even say it. Don't even come out your mouth with it. Just enjoy the season for what it is and just enjoy football. Well, it as you you know, as you already know, Skeet didn't already say y'all going to the Super Bowl. But nah. he actually said that 10 minutes after the Super Bowl was over this year. So, uh, I get this every year. I've been getting it every year for the last 27 years, so it don't bother me now. Yeah, uh, yeah know, we're going to the Super Bowl, but we're buying tickets to go. Well, not, you know, after y'all stole that Super Bowl, you know, y'all don't deserve it. After y'all stole that last Super Bowl, y'all don't deserve to ever go back to Yeah, well, Larry Brown? Larry Brown? Ain't a black shirt over there yet <clears throat> that I have seen. And we, you know, we'll talk about that on the next show, but I don't even want to hear Neil O'Donnell Larry Brown, none of that, because you know good and well y'all had lost that game. Larry Brown. But anyway, thank you all for listening to She Good People's <laughs> Podcast. Continue to listen. We're going to continue to break this out. Uh, we got a good rhythm going right now, and we're getting ready to start this week's show, and I can't wait. Last week was uh, – two weeks ago was great. Two weeks before that was great. I think this one is going to be super, super – highly highly uh informational and it will make you go listen to stuff right now now i will say if you want to listen at these groups all the platforms that we own carry all of these groups individually that you can listen to whether it's amazon spotify pandora or iHeartRadio. true now i will say for my even though we use all of these platforms for me personally spotify is the best for me because of the fact you can pick who you want, listen to all their hits, and then you don't have to even worry about skips or anything like that. That's true. During that time. That's true. So that gives you a better piece. But a lot of people use this, a lot of different platforms. I'm just saying what makes sense to me. I was <laughs> on Pandora a whole lot before, but then I started getting on Spotify when I got this new phone. I love it a whole lot more than Pandora, so that's what I look for. So again, you know, like I said, get get what you feel like is necessary. Uh, do what you feel like you need. 
you know, but in any way, listen to us on whatever platform. And if you if you watch us on YouTube, watch us on YouTube as much as possible. All right. So we get started in just a minute, waiting on Kelsey, you're having a little difficulties. So what we will do until he gets back up. And he's back. All right, here we go. Let's get this right. Let's see what we got. All right. All right. Oh, we still good? Okay. We still good? Uh, like I said, and again, <laughs> this is just an example. We do this for us. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't even word tripping about anything. Uh, other people would be, oh, we got to start over. We got to start over. Nah, we going to go ahead on because we good to go. All right. So you ready to bust it off? Let's go. Well, tonight's episode, we're featuring a group, uh, three young ladies from Brooklyn, New York, born and bred in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they sold more than 25 million uh, records worldwide. Uh, the ladies I'm talking about are uh, Coco, Taz, and Lily, uh, better known as SWV, or I guess the politically correct way is Sisters with Voices. Yes, 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 yes. I would say probably behind TLC, the second most important group of the 1990s. Yes, yes. And, you know, I, before this podcast came on, I was going back and listening to some of their songs. I didn't realize they had as many hits as they had. You know, coming up during that era, you know, everybody was good. You take things for granted. But, man, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's nostalgic, man, just to go back and listen to that playlist and just all the songs that they have. And, you know, of course, you know, our format is we jump all over the place. So there's no format. So it's just going to be like that ebbs and flows all night. But, I mean, I just started off with uh, what's the human nature? Um we oh, yeah. rain i mean they had some hits they had oh, some hits let me tell you they they when they came out they came out hard and you know right here was a great way to come out from the start you know because it was like mm -hmm. all right this this is something and it was needed at the time because you know uh they was representing the east coast i put it like that mm -hmm. and uh, during this time, there was no female groups from the East Coast at this time. You know, TLC was running the South and had exploded on onto the presence of worldwide. So they opened the door for the East Coast uh, ladies to come back. Uh, had the swagger, had the hip hop, but also <clears throat> had R and B uh, mixture with it. Uh, I would say they were an extension of Mary J. Blige, if you really think about it, because of the mm -hmm. fact of how they could. Uh, Put their songs together, uh, strong lyrical and, 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 and vocal uh, movements that they had, similar to what Mary J had, um, mm -hmm. and then just the just the bring you to the dance floor songs that they had. Uh, they had a song, and just like we talked about with with TLC, they had a song for every occasion uh, for what you were going through in your life at that time. Mm -hmm. And, and and the thing about it, not to take any shine away from SWV, but you you think about what you just what you just talked about, what you just touched on. You had three groups during that time. I mean, actually four within Vogue. You think about it, right? But like on the hip hop scene, you had TLC, then SWV, and Escape. You know, so you know for that generation, you had so many places to pull from. You had so much inspiration to pull from. Like you were saying, whatever you were going through, you know. Have you felt, you know, what, like listening to something, you know, 
I would say SWV was more of balladeers. Uh, you know, they were they were more singers than Coco could go. Plus, she had the long fingernails. But oh um, man, Coco, you know, that skate. You know, they were more of the the street, but they could still get they can get down too because the, the okay. Scott sisters, man, they they could do some things. And oh, yeah. TLC, they just made you think, man. I'm, I'm so everybody had that content, and you know, during that time, everybody wanted to be original. So even though you could say they were all like the hip hop R and B. They were completely different. Each one had a different lane. Well, I, I'm also gonna throw this throw this out here with it too. Uh, the way that they each one of these groups carried themselves, Kelsey, was that lent to uh, <clears throat> a more. I don't want to call it uh, friendly, but I say it lent to a more ladylike, womanlike style. Mm-hmm. Than what we see today in today's R and B and and hip hop because mm-hmm. of the fact uh, you could look at all of those groups and you had clear role models for the young ladies for them to look at and say you know I want to dress like that and it wasn't so to the point of being provocative or mm-hmm. showing everything it was yeah. more so toward uh. You know, it was hip hop. You know, everybody wore baggy clothes back then. You know, the big thing, especially with SWV, the big thing was, you know, the hockey jerseys back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the wearing stuff that we typically as black folks didn't wear, you yeah. know, and, and and that brought a, a, a difference to it. And you could, you know, I'll be honest, I've seen hockey jerseys and tennis skirts. That used to be, you know, that was fire. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. it was like, Man, you know, this, and then, you know, with the way all of them hairstyles was the thing, too, because whatever those girls wore, that was going to be the thing that the, the people that we were dating, that's what they were going to imitate, which was fine with us because of the fact, hey, you yeah. know, they, they were hot styles, they were everything, you know, you wanted them to look a certain way. And then yeah. there, was, there wasn't this colorization, per se, uh, with these young ladies because they were all shades of yes. blacks. And that That's was true. one of the things that was really, really good. And they were all very sexy in the way that they presented themselves. Well, it was uh, the confidence. It was the confidence behind what they were doing. I mean, you know, I got these tools. I've got these skills. I'm not afraid to do what I do. So, you know, they embraced the moment. Every last one of them. I mean, that that and that's the beautiful thing about that '90s R&B, especially with the females. I mean, they embrace what they were. They embrace their individuality, and they weren't afraid to say, "Hey, look at me. Here I am." You know, but like you said, they did it in a way where you had to pay attention to their talent. Yeah, they looked for one thing, but that talent you had to pay attention to the talent. You know, you didn't have the the tight skirts. You know, the the very the very skimpy outfits or whatever. I mean, that was the. It, it, it was a time where I guess the it was a friendly competition, but R&B was competitive. You know, I, everyone was supporting each other. But at the same time, look at me, watch what I'm going to do next. So, right. you know, that's the thing. Right. Right. <clears throat> and, 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 you know, when you when you talk about talent and, you know, this has been co- consistent through this series is that um, your talent is going to be everlasting. Whereas, you know, if you just have a look. That that might only be for a minute, but if you really, really can sing, and mm-hmm. this is one of these things again where you have a group where you have more than more more than three three or four females where mm-hmm. they are together, can bring that harmony, 
bring the melodies like they need to. And, you know, it goes back to kind of like the old Motown way of, all right, this one's going to sing, y'all go back up, and this is how we're going to roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it definitely. worked. It, it most definitely worked, you know. Because looking at them, you know, uh, <clears throat> they got together in 1988, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rock by, by uh, Coco and Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, started, uh, Coco was singing in church with her mom. Uh, mm-hmm. And Coco from a young age, and as you can tell, even to this day, from a young age, uh, Coco was an amazing singer. Uh, mm-hmm. So they came up with the idea, let's get together, let's let's form a girls group. And then they brought in uh, Taj at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, they, re, you know, and one of the interesting things we found out about them was uh, they managed Maureen Singleton, put them together with basically as little money as possible. So to try to get them to do a demo when they what they would do is when they sent their demos out, they sent it out with Perry A. Ward. Now, mm-hmm. those of you that campaign. don't know what. Don't know what Perrier water is. Back in the day, Perrier water was top-notch water. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. That was before everybody was drinking uh bottled water and things of that nature. Perrier water was high dollar water. So exactly. you these out. So that automatically made folks look at you and like, hey, this is a little different. They couldn't afford champagne or or or, or any other liquor, but it's like, hey, mm-hmm. send you some Perrier. And you know that that got them noticed, so it made them come in with RCA, and uh, typically, typical again, you know, of the day, you know, they signed an eight record deal with RCA. Now, right, I'm going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. To say typical, I mean, that was ba- that was a basic <clears throat> record deal back in the day. Um, you signed to a label for multiple albums. Um, that more than likely, more often than not, that you was not going to fulfill. That's the way to look. Well, let's talk about that for a minute, because eight albums is a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you think nowadays, um, and I don't know if that was always the case. I haven't done the research to know. But um, I think now all you have to do is have seven songs in 35 minutes or whatever to be considered for a Grammy, or have an album considered for a Grammy. But, you know, you think about it back then. Eight albums was a lot. I mean, there were more... There were more ways to make money. I mean, because you still had tours and all that stuff, but studio time, all this thing, that thing. Eight albums is a lot. That is putting you beholden to the record company for a very, very long time. Because typical, unless you somebody like Prince or Tupac. Or R. Kelly. Let's not talk with you. I mean, or right. I mean, that part what he's that, doing outside that, you know. Consistent, consistently that writes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To have enough material for eight albums by itself is hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was virtually impossible. But the record companies did this back in the day to lock you up because mm-hmm. the thing was, if you hit and if you were good, they wanted to keep you on the label for as long as possible. So yeah, that's why they do these type deals. But these type deals also was undercutting you too because of the fact of how much um, it was taken away from the artist to get all this stuff done. But from mm-hmm. a business perspective, the record company was taking all the risk because they was putting up the money for your, for your production. They are putting up the money for your videos. People think, you know, even today, some people just think because you see all these fellas that's walking around just throwing money. But the thing is this here, you can do that when you have, when you own the record company for yourself. 
Are you independent? You can right. have all the money. You can show off all the stuff that you buy because you're not, it's not costing you anything. You got your own studio. Okay. We ain't paying nobody to put you in the studio. Everybody don't have it like that. No, not at all. Not at all. So yeah, that 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 was a little interesting to me, you know, that that's the standard. I mean, because you gotta pay for production, all all and the record company knows who they want you to work with or who you're gonna work with. Um, so it's really helping them out. Like you said, high risk, high reward. But I mean, even if you're hitting, you know, if you're not taking care of your business, the business side of things like TLC, you know, they're getting 56 cent off of an album or what or or, or whatever, you know. So I mean, you know, the album was eight, ten dollars. You know, and I hated it. They got to what thirteen, fourteen dollars before it started going to streaming, different things like that. So yeah, I mean, well, you know, when we, you know, if you bought an album, you know, album was thirteen, fourteen dollars. If you bought a CD, CD was nineteen, twenty dollars. But yeah. back then, we didn't buy CDs because of the fact we didn't have no CD players. So no. more often than not, you either bought the album or you you bought the cassette and the cassette. Uh, if you play it to death, that was only going to last for so long. Well, don't leave it in the hot car. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, it, that was it. And see, that's why we played most of the car. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, yeah, you might have had a little small boombox or headphone set or whatever, you know, to listen to or whatever. But again, if you play it consistently, the tape no, was not going to last. Uh, I got to stop you right there, man. You got you got to go ahead and back it up for the young folks that's listening that might not know. It, the proper term was called a walkman. <laughs> you had a walkman. If yep. you had a walkman, if you was lucky enough to have a walkman, I, let's put it like that. Okay, mm -hmm. if you was lucky enough to have a walkman, because <clears throat> everybody did not have a walkman. Everybody you know? didn't have a walkman. So no. if you was lucky enough to have one, you had a prize, and everybody wanted to listen to one. Let me get one half of that headphone, and it wasn't mm -hmm. like how it is now with earbuds. You had true headphones. Yeah, so two people could live. Well, I guess if you had a if you had a fancy one, you could turn one ear out. Maybe yeah. that was later on. You know, not uh, in yeah. the beginning, bad boy was stiff. If you didn't hold it to your ear right, you couldn't hear. You know, some yeah. of them had a lot of bass, but you had to press it up against your ear just to hear. You know, but the struggle we that we had back in the day. <laughs> technology has come a long way. Y'all don't realize how good y'all got it right now because that's it. Take you all the way back to the day of the eight track. Well, it wasn't no rewind, wasn't no fast forward. If you want to listen to that song again, you got to keep riding, bro. And you never listen to a full Isaac Hayes song on one track. Okay. Never. Okay. never. Because, because one song with 30 minutes. That's it. By the time you get into it, all you hear, and it's on to something else. That's it. <laughs> you know, if that's what you want to hear, and then, you know, uh, <clears throat> how much we've changed over the years, you know, you had big flow model stereos, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, you know, you couldn't make no move in the house because if you jump too hard, you know, you're going to make the record skip. And you, you know, not. you scratch my record, that, that's scratching your behind. So, you know, that's that it. that was the other thing we had to play with and listen to that. You got to be real careful. You you know, when you had that that, that vinyl back in the day, that, that was not a, 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 a something to play with. No, and that, and that speaks volumes. You know, we, we, we joke about it, but, you know, in African-American community, we took music serious. Very, very serious. Whether you were artist or whether you just enjoyed the listening, I mean, you took it serious. You took it very serious. I mean, you know, I don't know when that fundamental shift came from putting out good art to just getting paid. And don't get me wrong, if you put out good art, I think you should get paid. But I think the focus initially was, and I, I think that's why a lot of these groups fell into what they fell into, because they were in love with the art. You know, they felt that if the art was good, the business side would take care of itself. But 
you got to be astute on both sides because you can have the art, but if you don't own the art or you don't control the art, the business side is going to get real ugly. So, but I segue, you know, to say that, but getting back into uh, SWV, they signed in, uh, what you said, 1988. Signed they, in uh, 1988. 1991. First album comes out in 92. Yes, sir. The first single. Right here. Hit with, 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 I mean, rave reviews, rave reviews. I mean, in our community, you know, I, I forgot what it did on the charts, but in our community, man, we had something fresh, something new. Here again, raising
uh the content of that song was and that's what made them uh i think that i think we even though they had two prior number ones i think week is what put them at the high level status um that they deserved at that point and then oh, yeah. uh they became the queens of the remix uh back then if you had a hit song uh, mm-hmm. you was gonna get a remix you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? uh the other queen of the remix during that time was Miss Mary J. Blige Mary J. Uh, made a remix album of What's the 411 and every last song on that album was fire. So mm-hmm. they followed that and uh, they did remix with Right Here and they combined it with Human Nature from Michael Jackson. Now, to me, I say this here, Human Nature is, if you go back and listen to Human Nature, Human Nature is Michael Jackson's greatest song to me. Forget Billie Jean, forget Beat It, She's Out of My Life, Bad, Man in the Mirror, forget all of that. Go back and just listen at Human Nature and you realize how good Michael truly was as a singer and a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I will, you know, it's up for debate. We'll talk about Mike, you know, but, you know, me, I, I think my favorite Mike is, uh, Pretty young thing, but anyway, you know, well, human, I, nature was, human nature was good though. I, I get, I get it too. Well, it came off Thriller, man. So you well, know, yeah. you know, Thriller, the whole album. But, yeah. but even Fuck with that, I, I still say Off the Wall is a better album than Thriller. Yeah, that is true. I say. Yeah. I know some people be like, "No, nah, Thriller is the greatest album of all time." No, Off the Wall is better than Thriller. If you actually listen from a musical standpoint and a songwriting standpoint, off the mm-hmm. wall is a better album. Yeah. Uh, I think Thrillers is more mainstream, was more mainstream. Right. Well, the mic, for, it introduced you to the mic that we we got to know from that point on. You know, you got the Jackson 5 mic, but then that off the wall, yeah, that was probably some of his greatest work. But with Thriller, it was more mainstream, so it got more notoriety. You know, Right. But off of Thriller, I go back to Human Nature. Human Nature mm-hmm. being the song on that album, and that album had five or six number ones on it. And yeah. Human Nature was not a released single. No, not at it, all, but everybody knows it. Everybody knows it, because it, it that's just how powerful that song was. So yeah. you put that together with what SWV had already did with right here, then you throw it into uh, the Free Willy soundtrack, and it was like, oh, they even mm-hmm. bigger, you yeah. know? Yeah. So then, human nature, right here, the human nature went back to number one after it had been remixed. And then you got you got to think about this, and I think we mentioned it on on our last podcast with uh, TLC on, on um, Crazy Sexy Cool. Um, you know, in order for them to sing that remix, I, I think I'm not 100 percent sure. You had to get the blessing from the man himself. Yeah, you did, and they did. So I mean, that's saying something. And Mike's a fan. And he, I mean, he allows you to rework his work and you're doing something. Right. Because during that time, uh, you know, Michael was a very staunch advocate of, of, you know, you don't mess with his work, you know, just like the same way like Prince was. Uh, You don't, you don't mess with his work, you know, and he had to really, really feel something for you to allow you to mess with his work. Uh, So that lets you know right there that these ladies obviously had some talent. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, after that, they had one more song off the first <clears throat> album that uh, 
that was uh it changed the way we thought about things uh its song was called downtown that's the way uh -huh. to my love so with that being said that was a different view from where uh we had probably looked at things from a uh sexual standpoint up until that point would you not agree i agree 100 percent. i agree 100 percent. now in order for you to get the meaning behind that some of you younger listeners or whatever i mean like i said r&b is all storytelling so you know the more creative the better i'll just leave it at that this is a pg well, show the thing about downtown was the way that it was presented, it was presented in a way that really made you actually think and mm -hmm. make you realize that, hey, you know, uh, this is a different way to do some things other than just getting up on it and, and doing whatever. You know, this is where where you still had the storytelling of R&B, but you had a more provocative way of saying things which, without still being nasty. Yeah, it was, it was a more sensual side, you know. You know it, it was more discreet. Very much so. I, and, and I think so. That, I, you know, you know that, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't all in your face. That's no, was, no, no, no. And that was, and that you know, that's kind of the way that we wanted it to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you had older folks singing that song; they ain't know what they were singing. You know, no. <laughs> we knew what they was talking about. You know, like yeah. you, you don't realize what what they say, do you? You know, because no. you know back then, you know that was a you know, ah man, I don't do that. <laughs> well, now nah, I'm 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 gonna segue a little bit here because I know. Because I grew up listening to Miller Jackson, Betty Wright, whatever. I mean, hey, ain't nothing new under the sun. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Well, it's just a different way to say it because, you know, different you way to say it. I, came up, I, I came up, you know, with Miller Jackson, uh, uh, you know, Marvin Seas, Candy Liquor. If you yeah. don't know, you know Roy what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a different way of saying things, you know. Candy Liquor and Downtown are the same song. It's just how they approach the situation. That's how they approached it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, but yeah, moving yeah. on with SWB, you know, before we go down the road, you know, before... <laughs> yeah, before yeah, we go down the road, let's, we can't go back. Let's reel it back. Yeah, let's reel it back. Go uh, a different way. You know, back in 1994, we had the Above <clears throat> the Rim soundtrack. For those of you that uh, youngsters, I advise you to go back and watch Above the Rim. Very yeah. good movie, uh, starring the late great Tupac Shakur, Dwayne Martin, Leon. Yeah. Leon, you know, Leon, prior to him being, uh, you know, David Ruffin, you know, uh, yeah. it, 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 it has a good message, but it had one of the, and this was one of the things, and we, we'll talk about this in another podcast, but it had, one of the things in the 90s was, if you had a movie, your soundtrack had to be banging. If your soundtrack wasn't banging, your movie ain't gonna be no good. Nope. And this was probably, I would say, either the second or third best soundtrack of the 90s. And the yeah. only reason I say that is you got to kind of quantify because Boomerang, I think, is probably the greatest mm -hmm. soundtrack. And then you got to kind of quantify is Above the Rim or is New Jack City or is Boys in the Hood two, three, four, somewhere in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And there's always one song off either either one of those albums that make you say, ah, this one might need to go up to, because uh, with the Tony, 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 me and you and the boys and men, boys and hood, 
I mean, you know, with that alone, you know, okay, yeah, I might need to push yeah, that. You know, but, but it is what it is. I mean, it yeah, is what yeah. it is. But you some but great saying, this, this, you know, there, there are four or five great songs on the Above the Rim soundtrack, and mm -hmm. all of them, you know, are bangers. But this combined at the time, because this was 94, this was when the Wu Tang Clan <laughs> first came out. Mm -hmm. It combined SWV singing anything with the remix version. Having Wu Tang Clan sang on the remix, and that just exploded both groups to a higher level. Most definitely, most definitely. ODB, you know I mean, you know, when he gets on a song, it'll never be the same. I mean, I'll put yeah, it that way. Yeah, yeah, you know, because this song featured, I think it was Ray, it was Raekwon, ODB, uh, Meth, and mm -hmm. uh, Ghost was yeah. on this song. And, I mean, that, it turned into a party anthem, really. I mean, oh, it was, you know, because it it was already an up tempo song, and then to have them come in and then drop the cash rule thing, everything around me beat in the middle of it, that just mm -hmm. totally just put us on a different level at that point. And that was the, the again the blending of hip hop and R and B at a time when it was needed and necessary, but there was no there. I don't think anybody felt at that point that either one was infringing on the other. No. It was just, they were just complimented each other. I mean, it's like, um, not, not to jump forward too fast, but, you know, I, I read this and then I had to go back and listen again. I'm like, man, I forgot about that, you know. Even when they lent vocal harmonies on uh, Black Streets, uh, Tonight's the Night. I mean, oh, that, that, that was the jam. That was the jam, you know. And I forgot all about that, man. That was, I mean, working with Teddy Riley, I mean, that was, that was, that was something major. That was, that, was, that was the jam, bro, because uh, you know, that was the first version of Black Street. That was and, um Dave Hollister. David Hollister was still with them, and and uh, you know, Chauncey sang his ass off on, on, on that song, and um oh, yeah. to have Coco kind of blend in with that. It's mm -hmm. like, man, this this is this was where we at, you know, and, and it was a good mixture. Uh, and then it also propelled, you know, Teddy had been so blessed because mm -hmm. Teddy had worked with so many people up until that point, but then oh, yeah. his own group, starting out with Guy, yeah. was great. Yeah, then you had Rats in Effect was great for what mm -hmm. they did. Yeah, and then you come come along with Black Street, and we were great once again. Oh, so yeah. it was like you know, all you needed was Teddy mm -hmm. to be behind the music and get him some singers, and it was going to be good. Most definitely, most definitely. And tonight's the night. Is really, you know, that was a, a mid-tempo, but it was kind of like, you know, you could chill with that. Yeah. Riding in, riding in your car, going down the road, you know, it had that it had that right type beat, you know. Mm -hmm. And for those of us that's in the South, you know, when the sun go down, that was when we would normally ride out. Yep. Put your windows down because it's cool and mm -hmm. you let your music blast. Yeah, the house speakers. You got the house speakers in there. Somebody got a box out their grandma's house, out mama's house. You know, you made your own homemade speakers, and you riding around bumping. I mean, it yeah, is what it or, is. You, or you had some paper six by nines in the back. Don't hey. blow, don't don't turn it up too much because you go blow no. that speaker, bro. No, if you had the right amp, though, I mean, you was good to go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. And the Walmart brand, the Sparkomatics. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, after that, so you talking about a three a four year run from ninety two to ninety five, where mm -hmm. they on top of the world. 
The yeah. only one, only group that was right there with them during that time was TLC. TLC. You know, so, you know, you're talking about three accomplished young ladies. And I remember uh, they did, this was back in the day when we had real concerts. And I remember mm -hmm. back in 1993, um, the Bud Superfest. Y'all don't know nothing about the Bud Superfest. Bud Superfest was, used to be the thing we would look forward to every year because they were going to have a lineup full of people. Oh, yeah. Well, in 1993, Bud Superfest comes to the Carolina Coliseum and it had, and this was the one where we acted a fool because it had probably the greatest lineup of Bud Superfest you ever want to hear. You had BBD, mm -hmm. Silk, yep. Shy, mm -hmm. SWV. Yeah. Nothing but Saints. That's it. Now, a lot of people might not know who Shy is, but we'll touch on them at some point, too. We'll touch on them at some point. <clears throat> but when I say that was a concert for nothing but singers, I'm going to put it like this here. Mm -hmm. I pick at my brother about this here, but my brother acted like a woman that whole night because everybody that was singing, he up on the, on, on, on the, on the chair, jumping up and down, talking about they singing this thing, man. Because yeah. that's what we did. We went and we heard true music that night. That was one of the yard. best. Uh, I swear, that's one of the best concerts I ever been to in my life. And oh, yeah. they were SWV wasn't even the headline on this concert, but they held their own. I mean, it, at, during that time though, with the groups that you just named, you know, like I said, a lot of people might not know who Shy is. Everybody knows who BBD is, but I mean. They bought the pain. They bought the truth. Every every time they they went out there, they took pride in their art, they, in their artistry, and they gave you a show every time they stepped out. You know, so this I mean, was, even though you had a headliner, you just everybody was still giving it a hundred percent. Well, you not only were this was this is where it's different right now. Uh, not only were you getting singing, but you actually had choreography to go with this singing mm -hmm. that made it you know, uh, more, even more special. And you think about it, man, we, we probably stayed in there till, uh, one in the morning just because it was just so many songs that they had. And mm -hmm. all these groups had just been out because yeah. BBD didn't sing any new edition songs. They sung all of their songs off of their first two albums. Yeah. Uh, Silk, this was their first album. Silk first album. If y'all don't know, Silk first album is a classic. Mm, I'm telling if you. You don't know, go get it. Hey, Shy, even though Shy only had, I think they only had this one out. No, they had two. The first one everybody knew, but the second one, but yeah. it was still, it was still no, they, the second one gave them uh together forever. And that's that was the wedding song back during that. Oh, time. that was the wedding song. That was the wedding song because uh <clears throat> my cousin got married with that, and, and, and you know, you get you had to have brothers that could sing that. Yeah. Um, but definitely. Uh, but you had that lineup and to sit there and say that you got your money's worth was easily by far to say because you had and, and just listen at the people that, that that were lead singers uh i can't remember the, the tall pretty boy on shy's name but you garfield. Know, garfield. Yeah. okay well you had him Lil g coco and ricky bell i don't need to say nothing else nothing else hey tell me when i see you smile again so, boy, don't, don't get skeet started on that, boy. That, <laughs> that was his song, boy. And I'm going to tell you, what made Tell Me Let Me See You Smile Again made that concert good is Ronnie and Mike went off the stage and let Ricky sing it by himself. And Ricky showed his behind. Showed his behind. 
And I was like, this don't even make no sense, man. Yeah. And you think about it, he was the third option in New Edition. Right. He was the third. And that lets you know how great of company these folks were. Exactly. So this, and this, and this is again, you, you don't have type these type concerts anymore because again, Buzz Superfest don't come along like it used to. But this is how we, we listen to music back in the day. Oh, yeah. So when it came back in 90, in 90 I want to say this is 96. 96, 97, yeah. Um, their first song off the new album, off the second album was, uh, you, uh, it's called A New Beginning. That was the second album. First song mm -hmm. was You're the One for Me. Another mm -hmm. one of their signature songs. Now, it jumped quickly, but I never thought You're the One was one of the best songs off of the second album. Now, but to me, think about what you just said, though. Think about well, what you just said. It jumped up there, but like you said, it wasn't one of the better songs. It was. It still, it still rolls up. So that speaks to the talent level. It, it spoke to the talent level. <clears throat> uh, it had a nice little funky beat to it, but I didn't, yeah. you know, compare it to anything. I was like, I don't know about this one. But then yeah. they come back, and this is the first time we hear the production of the Neptunes. Mm -hmm. the first time. All right. So they down in Virginia right now, hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. First time we hear the Neptune, Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams, or oh, Use Your Heart. And if you listen at Use Your Heart, I'm telling you right now, Coco shows how strong a vocalist she is on this song. Her and Taj sung yeah. this song so good mm -hmm. that even to this day, I think this is SWV's greatest song. Well, I mean, you think about it, you know. Music is a feeling, you know. So for me, with what they did in that song, you felt that, you know. Some people could just sing, yeah, they sound good, but you know, you don't get a feeling from it. It's not it's not impactful, you know. It's entertaining, but it's not impactful. So, you know, that I think that that that's probably the best way to, to sum it up. You know, it was very impactful the way she they they sang that song. Yes. Yes, and it, it and you felt that one just like yeah. uh <clears throat> just like the one they had uh on the last album uh what is that song oh man it slipped my mind just that quick but anyway um it, it, it you you realize real quick that Coco is the center of this universe you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and, and it was one of those things where it was like man you know this this just keeps getting better and yeah. then uh you know, they finished up this album with It's All About You, you know, mm -hmm. which was the last single off this album. And this start, you start seeing the tide kind of turn a little bit because you start seeing Taj doing a little more of the leads uh, than Coco. And, you know, you, you didn't realize at the time that there was starting to be friction, but there was starting to be friction. You As know? it was all groups. Yeah. Well, you know, when, when, when your sound is based on one distinct voice, mm -hmm. You know, it, it tends to be that. But then you have to realize and understand that um, when that voice is exceptional, the way that Coco voice is, mm -hmm. it's very, very hard for you not to uh, let her sing everything, you know? Yeah. And, it, and, it, and in, in groups, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces, but I, I liken a group to a family. You know, we're not going to agree all the time, but at the end of the day, we got each other's best interests at heart. It's just when you let all that outside noise get in there. I mean, you know, 
in all honesty, I I really believe in my heart that all three of them knew that Coco was was the uh the best out of the group. You know, I don't think there was any ego involved, but you got outside people coming in. And here again, it's the business side. Somebody saying, well, maybe you can do better without them. This thing. You don't need them to go out and do this thing. That, but, you know, the, the formula that got you there, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, and everybody wants to do, to, uh, do more and make more and, and leave that impact. But, you know, things have to be done in a certain way, you know. So it's kind of like, I think CeeLo alluded to that, you know, when he did the uh, did his solo projects. He never left uh, Goody Mob. He just, he just wanted to do it on his own do some things on his own. He was still a part, very much part of the group, but he was doing things on his own. You know, some people could take that, some people may resent it. You know, we were on the outside looking in. We don't know what happened and we don't know the friction or whatever that actually caused the breakup, but, you know, we, you knew, you saw something changing. You, you saw it changing, but but the thing is, uh, you know, typically, as with all groups, you know, uh, hidden jealousy, uh, and maybe not not to the point of I hate you type jealousy, but just jealousy right. because you know you always gonna be the one that's the focus and the, and the main topic of conversation when when songs come up, right? You know? So that's just the way it goes, especially when you're in a group. Uh, you know, unless you're in a group that, unless you the OJ's, yeah, you know. That's the only one I could put it to because, I mean, if you think about everybody that we grew up with that was in a group, that left mm -hmm. the group, and, you know, the OJs never never split up. You know what I'm no. saying? And, no. and they the only two, you know, to this day that still uh, rocking it the way that they've always rocked it. And at any time, Eddie or Walter could have walked away and had their own single thing, but they never did that. Yeah. You know, they, they never did. successful too, yeah. You know, uh, because I mean, you you think about it. Even with Gerald, <clears throat> Gerald and Sean, and then Gerald left Levert. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Become Gerald. You know? Yeah. That, that's you know something that his daddy didn't do. But you know how the thing is, you you it comes a time when you realize you sound better together than you do separate. Exactly. You know what I'm because yeah, Walter and Eddie could be great by themselves. Mm -hmm. Or when they're together, it is it is a musical melody that you cannot. It's impactful. Yeah, yeah. It is, they feed off each other. I mean, yeah. yeah, the smoothness of Walter is what makes the OJ's great. But then you got this Holland man for no reason whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, just come on and just tear up a song, and you just be like, "What is you hollering for?" He, yeah. Point across, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So I mean, you know, and just like until you know, until we heard "Use Your Heart," I mean, all you had really, really heard was Coco singing solo. You know, yep. so you didn't know. But you know, the background. Up, yeah, you know, everybody could have could be <clears> back, <throat> but can you hold a song to yourself? Yeah, and that's the thing. So I think. During that time, I think Taz did prove that she could. Well, not Taz, but uh, that was uh, yeah, it was Taz. Yeah, that was Taz on that. Yeah, but she could. So I don't know. It's just as a fan, I hated to see it because it's almost like they all do it too early. They all decide to go their separate ways too early. And it's like you're on the cusp of something great, and then you disband. You know? Well, when you when you when you did the third album, 
you know, when you got to the third album and then you came out hard with Rain, mm -hmm. you know, Missy did that, you know, and then Can We Get Freaky Tonight? I mean, come on, man, that's a classic, right? Yeah. You know, because uh, you, you know, that, <clears throat> that's Missy Elliott, you know, Can We Get Freaky Tonight? That was so, so needed at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you do When You Cry, and then, you know, again, <laughs> I think where we start seeing too much influence sometimes, um, they did someone, and that was done with a sample of Biggest Ten Crack Commandments. Mm -hmm. I think at that point, and I say, I've said this before, when you're fooling with Sean Combs, it's a problem. I'm just going to be honest. Because, yes, he, is, he, he produces great music. I will sit here and I will say that. But he does not produce music that is not somebody else's own. Already. Samples. He samples. Not saying that he can't make music. I don't know because I've never heard anything that he's made that wasn't using somebody else's beat. Well, I mean, you got to dig in the crates. I mean, because you think about with uh, oh, with the early 90s R&B, you know, he had he had Stevie J on his production team. Stevie, he's got some credit for some stuff. So I, I, they've got some original stuff, but you know, he's more known for the samples. I'll put it that way. Well, if you think about if you think about everybody that was on Bad Boy during that period, you use if you think of biggest, biggest song. Juicy. Uh, juicy. If you think of I love it when you call me Big Papa, that was the eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yep. saying? True. Uh one more chance is as big as it is because Jermaine did that. Uh-huh. So that's why it is what it is. Um, you know, total, can't you see is James Brown? So it's always somebody else's stuff. And, yeah. and, and if you're not gonna be not saying that you can't sample because everybody does it, right? But you have to put your own twist on stuff in order for it to be still everlasting right right you got to be original original you know and and i think you know he went against the grain of what the 90s r&b or the 90s movie was about 90s was about i said it again i'll say it again i said it at the beginning competition and originality you know so you know when you're doing a lot of sampling yeah it's a fresh take on it but you're doing something that's already been done before it's a different way but it's been done before you know well original when you look at it when you look at it, you think about okay, he had he had Total in his camp. Okay, <clears throat> Total came out during this time. Total was hot. Total was, you know, we loved it because of the fact he 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 had put Biggie and Mace and them on with Total, and it sounded great and everything. But mm -hmm. you realize Total didn't last as long as they should have because of the fact there was no originality to it. True. And they were talented. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of confusing because with Puffy's reach, you know, I'm pretty sure he could have put him in there with some people that, that could have come up with some original some original stuff. And I mean, you know, I think I heard Tank say it before. You know, you have to write to the artist's strength. You know, and I don't know that a lot of people understand. And that's where the true musicianship comes in. Yeah, you can make a nice beat, a banging beat, but if I can't sing that, I mean, what good is it to me? 
Or if I can't make it personal, what good is it to me? You know, right. you got to know, okay, this person is very strong in this key, in this in this range. But if I'm writing something outside of that range, you know, you go to concerts, you do this thing, that thing. If I got to perform that and I'm kind of shaky, it's not good. You want to put your artist in a position to win and 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 have longevity. So, you know, that that's, I think that's the thing that a lot, that's what a, a producer is supposed to do, you know. Well, if 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 you are rail rail wounded as a artist, mm-hmm. you will be able to put your input in and make yourself uh, a bigger star by being able to write your own stuff. That's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why. And I know people probably wondering why we don't have them on. Why Total's not part of this series because of the fact. One, they're not together now. Mm-hmm. And two, yeah, they had hits. But their longevity doesn't speak for themselves because of the fact, you know, SWV still out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Escape uh, still out. TLC yeah. still out. Still out. You know, they could come, say, we're going to do a concert. Bam. All right. We're going to watch. Because they, they got, they, they had what was necessary and what we've talked about this whole series is talent talent to do multiple things and keep themselves in the spotlight because one mm-hmm. of the things i'll say for anything you can give me a concert with with, with swb any day and mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit there because they got every kind of it if, if, if you want to be up tempo they got it for you if you want to ballot they got it for you mm-hmm if you want a mid-tempo, they got it for you. That's something where you can sit there and, and when you, you know, we at a point now where we try to relax and chill and music is part of what we do because that's what we've always done. It's and a one, of the things, yeah. one of the things I look for is, and, and yeah, don't get me wrong. We talk about a lot of old school music or whatever, but the reason why we relax the old school music is because it speaks to our soul. Uh, the stuff nowadays, yeah, there are some artists that speak to my soul nowadays, but I got to be in a specific kind of mood to want to listen to them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I put this on right now, if I go put on SWV right now, it's going to take me back to, all right, bro, this early, mid-90s, what we was doing back then. Exactly. Yeah. And that's happy times. Those are mm-hmm. times where it's like, you know what, where we used to before we got married, before we got grown, had kids, everything, this was how we used to chill out, you know, have this plan while we shooting ball at, at, at the park or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, can, um, you can equate it to a place, a thing, or a feeling. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a memory associated with it. Right. And, and, and those are the things that, those are the things that good music bring to you. You, mm-hmm. you When you hear it, you remember either the first time you heard it or where you was when it meant something to you when you heard it. You know, yeah. that's why, you know, like for our parents and whatever, you play some old stuff from back when 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 before we got him, you watch that, you watch how they fade light up. Man, yeah. they, 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 they go some places, you know, you be looking at them like, I ain't think y'all could be like that no more. You know, yeah. it, it speaks to their soul. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's what music was, and like I said in the beginning, that's that's what music was to our community. I mean, it was 
I mean, it, it, it was major. It wasn't to be taken lightly. And I think from the 60s, probably to the early, very early, I think 2001, 2002, that was the era. You oh, know, yeah. Music was really, and I keep going back to it, my two words, competitive and impactful. Because you think about back in the 60s, Marvin Gaye was great. But you also had Teddy Pendergrass. You had, you know, solo artists like David Ruffin for a while. You know, you think about those guys, man, that, that really, really put it down. I mean, there's an emotion. I mean, you got Sam Cooke, Otis Redding. That you can find, you listen to any one of those songs, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you someplace. It's a feeling. It's going to take you there. Right. Nowadays, I mean, who can you listen to? I mean, you you have some artists, but you got to go find them. You gotta now. I would say from from the male perspective, right now, I would probably say Anthony Hamilton, uh, Maxwell, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. No, I ain't even gonna go there. Anthony Hamilton and Maxwell, maybe music. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the female side, I would say Jasmine, uh, her. Uh, R. Lennox, uh, probably uh, Marsha Ambrosius. Mm-hmm. Gia. You know, Don't forget Gia. Yeah. You can't forget Gia. Oh, oh, okay. No, bro. Gia, Gia, Gia is on a level by herself because Gia is the type woman make you leave home, man. That that's the thing. Yeah. And and, 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 and not saying that it Gia. Jill is the embodiment of black woman. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm on. I, you know, I don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. When I say when I say Jill Scott is the embodiment of black woman, it has absolutely nothing to do with Jill is that type of black woman that we all know. She got it. She, mm-hmm. When she walk in the room, Jill got it. That is why Gia has been one of the best actresses that has been on anything relative to our blackness at this point. Because Mm -hmm. of the fact, again, Gia has this thing about her. Gia has this presence. Mm -hmm. I put it like that. Gia has this presence. Now, no, Gia is not the prototypical what you would think. You know, every man. But Gia is that woman that, man, Gia messed your house up. Yeah, you, know, you see, I had to sit up on that one. She not what now? She not prototypical. No, she's not sitting there. She's not. When I say she's not the prototypical, I'm saying because you know she's not what everybody see on the Instagram. She ain't on Instagram model or things like that. But Jill is the woman that'll mess up your house. But my question is, who who said Instagram was 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 the one everybody want? Hey, me, me. The young folk, the young folk is stuck on that, but they don't realize. Gia is that woman. Gia is that one. You know what I'm saying? There are certain women in this world that you just go on and say, okay, that's that one. Leave her alone. Yeah. Leave her alone. See, she'll mess up your house now because see that there, that there put something on you and and, and you you be you be going home and and you think about that thing and you got to turn back around. I got to go back, man, because I can't (laughs) let this hill go. That's the type woman Gia is now. Everybody yeah. think Tyler Perry movie, you know, oh, they did it so wrong. No. Which one was a fool? He was a fool. Because you look back at it, hey, he had to go back and apologize. Yeah, he, he was the fool. He didn't realize what he had. 
out of all them women, out of all them women that was in that movie, <clears throat> what was the one that was going to be more like what you wanted? It was Jill. It was not Janet. It mm. was not the other chick. Mm. It was not, it was it was none of them. Jill was the one that was more like what you needed and what you wanted. Oh yeah. And he, that's the that that is again. She is the prototypical black woman. Oh yeah. Definitely. Then you go on top of it, the fact that she can sing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think I uh. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna back it up here for a second because, like, even on the uh, on the male R&B artists, you know, uh, we said Anthony and uh, Maxwell, but you also got to put uh, Raheem in there. He's not well known to a lot of people. Raheem Devon, he's got some hits, and even though I know this might be a little controversial to a lot of people, everybody overlooks him. But, but Tank is a beast, man. I mean, he do some stuff, but if you listen to like his song, he does a lot of commercial stuff. But you listen to like "Take Me Away," our song. I mean, hey, the boy got talent, and then he does his own stuff. He writes his own stuff. I'm not gonna take nothing away from Tank because Tank, Tank is a very, very, very good singer. Okay, I'll just say like this: here. when it come to when it come to solo artists, mm -hmm. I put it like this: there's some there's some distinctions that we look for. I guess from a male point of view, is he talking to what I would want to talk about? And and that's why I say about Tank. Uh, Maxwell, Maxwell is my type of fella. You know what I'm saying? Where from from the from the way he put his songs together, his performances, everything, music, mm -hmm. my type of listening. You know, okay, that's that's mm -hmm. kind of what I go for. Anthony, best live show you ever want to see. Oh, yeah. I tell anybody that you're gonna get a treat. Mm -hmm. Anthony and the Hamiltones, that's always a treat. Ain't never disappointed me the six or seven times I didn't see. Always mm -hmm. good, whatever. The one that I hate, and I hate to bring it up, but I have to bring it up. The ultimate in all of this for RB is chaos, man. Because there is nobody, forget, forget what he done done for one minute. There is nobody. When they was talking about who can you put in a versus against Cam, there is nobody. Nobody can nobody can go against Cam. Nobody has the catalog that Chaos has. And you don't do even it. realize it, man. Because Prince could do it. Who? Prince. Prince could do it. No, because that's two different, that's two different ways. That's two different ways. I'm saying but strictly RB. Now, hit for hit, yeah, Prince is more pop, but I mean, hit for hit, that'll be a long versus. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that is strictly, I'm strictly R&B. I'm saying right now, there is nobody that can stand up to no, K. you're right. You're right. No, you're right. No. There's not even, not even, as much as I love Usher. <laughs> I love Usher. But Usher can't, Usher, Usher catalog cannot stack. But if you're looking at it that way, Usher's probably more on the line of Prince versus uh, R. Kelly. I would say Usher and Chris Brown is a better versus, not because of the dancing, but because of the amount of different ways that they sing their songs. Yeah, that's true. When it comes to just straight up, Chaos give you fast, mid-tempo, slow, touch your soul, 
I done broke up with my woman. The reason why I broke up with my woman because I can't do right. Kales was the embodiment of Kales is, is the is the love child of the Isley brothers, OJs, Teddy Pendergrass, uh Commodores, Isaac Hayes, uh hey, he did his RB history now. He he paid, he paid homage because you think Charlie Wilson, who everybody he bought back Isaac Brothers, Charlie Wilson. I mean, he he ran the whole gamut. Now, as far as and he did his own stuff. That's why I would say, you know, even though Prince is pop, Prince did his own stuff. But that's the only that's the only version that would make sense in that in that in that regard. But well, if you, I mean, and with impact as well, because Prince started a whole movement himself with uh Shalomar. And you, you gotta understand too, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis came from uh that's the Prince tree. That's the Prince tree. That's the Prince tree. But, but see, this is the thing about <clears throat> Prince. The only person that you can put on that level with Prince is Michael. That is the only person. I wouldn't even say well, that. And the reason why is because... I know you ain't finna say Steven. No. Mike was a great performer, but he didn't have the whole package like Prince had. Prince wrote, produced. I mean... Yo, that's what I'm talking about. Ain't nobody... That's why you can't put... That's why you can't put Prince with Kale. Because yeah, you, that's why you can put him with Kale. No, 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 no. Prince, Kale's is a great songwriter and musician. Kale's can't read a lick of music. But I mean, from that standpoint, I mean, from the production standpoint, he don't have to. But I mean, this is the thing. It's a feat. But this is the thing. R. Kelly has not split the way Prince Tree has grown over the years. Because Prince has a, when you say there's a cult following with Prince, I mean from what he's produced, yeah, not even just what he produced, man. Everything the boy ever did in his life was great. Yeah, you, you think about, and then plus, and he served you pancake after he didn't beat you on the basketball court. Yeah, I mean, I, in a lot of ways. Even though they were different, I, I would I would say different lanes. I, I would say Prince is more pop. And R. Kelly is more R&B. They're more similar than any any two other artists out there because, you know, Prince, he writes his own music. He's got his own band. He, his lineage. I mean, you think about. I would say Prince was even impactful in R&B era because Jimmy Jam and Cherry Lewis came on that tree, and that led way to Janet Jackson. You know, a whole lot of other stuff going on out there. You know, R. Kelly, with uh, because he can write. You know, he can't read music. Music really is a field. And I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> you think about it, Ray Charles and Stevie can't read music either. <laughs> they know what they, but they know, and I don't mean it like that. I mean, you think about it literally. <laughs> but I mean, it's a feel. And I just say that to say music is a feel. I mean, you don't have to be able to read it to be impactful. But so, but this, I mean, this is the thing. Okay, all right. Since you want to go there with that, all right. But you got to think about it. With Ray and Stevie, they created. For Ray, I put it like this: For Ray, Ray created what R&B is today. I put it like that. Yeah, he took it from the church, basically. Yeah, Ray, Ray took it and made it that. Stevie took it a step higher because of the fact, again, and we still got to do this podcast on on, um, uh, you know, on the greatest album of all time. We still yeah. got, we still got to do that, but, mm-hmm. uh. Stevie has so many songs that when you sit there 
and and and, and, and unless you are a Stevie connoisseur, you think this is what the name of the song is. No, that's not what the name of the song is. Because mm -hmm. as is prime example of it. You mm -hmm. know, uh, everybody thinks that's the that song has a different name, but it's as you know. Mm -hmm. and, and and again, it's off the greatest album of all time, you know. And when we do that one, I mean, it's going to be hard not to not to say it's not the greatest album of all time. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know, yeah. because that's <clears throat> just how, how strong and impactful it was. Yeah. But again, we get off the subject. But this is what we talk about, and even with SWV. The reason why we still listening to them right now, and we advise you all to go and listen to them for yourselves, longevity and talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These young ladies, and we call them young ladies because they're the same age we are. So, I mean, yeah, you might see the gray on, on, the, on the screen or whatever, but we still young. But these mm -hmm. young ladies were impactful musicians uh, during a time when musicianship and singing was worth something. Right now, it's not as big because it's a mass... You're looking for streams and you're looking for mass production of music. Back in the day, you took your time, you made sure that everything was perfect, then you put it out. Yeah, I think... I, I will say this, though. Um, back then, people took pride in their craft, like a piano player, like maybe a Donny Hathaway. Or Ray Charles, or Isaac Hayes, they took pride in their craft. But I will say today, these kids are more talented, but they take it for granted. Yeah, in a way, in a way. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give her credit because I've been paying attention to her, uh, her European tour. Um, her is like. I believe the next coming of Prince, bro. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, she has the talent. Uh, she has the music writing ability. She has the uh, stage presence. Because you would think, you know, she, you would think she can't give you a show. But I've seen a couple of the shows from overseas mm -hmm. that she's done. Uh, she gives you a show, and mm -hmm. because she is a musician first. That gives you something to really, really lay your hat on, and I believe she's gonna be she's gonna be a force for this new generation. And I think it's she's gonna bring a lot of people back to let me play these instruments mm -hmm. and let me work on my craft. Where showcase because I mean a lot of them can, but they just don't. I don't know why. Don't, but yeah. but you got you got to work on it, man. Because yeah, you have to. I mean, you think about it. Um, if you want to spend some time and you know and be worth something, you you know you gotta you gotta hone you gotta hone the craft. You know what I'm saying? You don't want um, and it's also a good way to save you some money too, because you don't want to be paying a band uh, to do everything for you and you can't do it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, uh, I tell anybody the reason why I love Prince is oh Prince's first album. Played every instrument uh, on the album. Mm -hmm. uh, That's talent. That's talent. You can't. I mean, and it was a lot. A lot it wasn't no auto. No, not auto tune, but when it was synthesized. I mean, he could play the piano. No. But it was, I mean, he did it. He did it. <clears throat> you know, uh, you go back to uh, you go back to the Times' first album. He wrote that whole album in a day. Mm -hmm. 
they went home, you know, that morning. They came back that evening. He told me, y'all, the album ready. And he left. He wrote the whole album in a day. And, you know, Cool is one of the greatest albums you ever want to hear. You know? That's why I say the only person on that level, I will say two, is R. Kelly. And we're forgetting one of the greatest. Well, probably two of the greatest, really. Um, Isaac Hayes, because he... Believe it or not, he got he got a lot of stuff, a lot of samples. He's a very sampled individual, and you hear his you hear his impact and a lot of music today. And uh Curtis Mayfield. Well, that 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 Curtis that that, that Curtis and I <clears throat> I'll say them too. Uh Curtis might be why I'm here. I ain't I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I'll just be honest, because they're just you know, Curtis had Curtis made hits for everybody. Before yeah. he even started singing for himself, yeah. and back in this, back in the early seventies, late sixties, man, God dog, if you had a black movie, Curtis did your soundtrack. He did the soundtrack. Yeah, he did your soundtrack, man. It was gonna be, and that was the thing. It was gonna be a banger too. Oh yeah, and you already knew it. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, yeah, you got some, you got some talented, very talented people out there, and I mean, you know, R. Kelly. Uh, Prince, and I know you don't want me to throw it in, but I'm gonna throw my boy in there too. Oh. Uh, Tank, because I mean, he came, he, 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 the boy is talented musically. He is modern day Teddy Pendergrass. I'll put it that way. As far as what his shows do, does he caters to the female audience just like Teddy did back in the day? Yeah, does he have the same voice as Teddy? No, no. but if no. you're gonna, if you're gonna match like a Marvin Gaye to a I would, now I would put Marvin. I would put Marvin in Tank. Teddy, Teddy, nah, man. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy was a different beast, man. Mm -hmm. Teddy was a different beast. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy was different. But as far as what the audience, what 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 the ladies, I mean, is he is that? I guess. Well, I mean, Marvin, that. Marvin was like that too, now. Uh, Marvin had more of a mixed audience. I mean, well, I mean, well, yeah. But as far as just the, the content of the music and what you put out, that's what he's catering to. That's call why your mama, call a, your mama and daddy and put on distant lover and see see what kind of reaction you well, get. Sexual healing too, but then you got I'm turn off the lights and if put, I had put, put, on, put got, on distant lover for your mama and daddy and I'm K right now. Well, you he, ain't he gonna see them in a little bit. He got he got some hits now because you take your precious love. If I could build my whole ain't no mountain high enough, let's get it on. Uh sexual healing, you got some well, hits. Well, yeah, if you, yeah. if you 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 gonna take it there, you you gotta throw Al in there too now. Before the I after the grits. Before the grits. Okay. Before wow. the grits. Before the grits. Yeah. Before the grits. Because before the grit. It, it, well, that's what got him to the grits. So I mean, well, hey. bro, how do you mean a broken heart? That, that that one by itself. Yeah. You know, that one by itself. How do you mean a broken heart? Boy, you, you you can't even get through that song. Cause it's it, 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 beautiful. It, you 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 like God, oh boy. And I I say this here, and we said it last week when we did it too. These women back in the day, it might have been our mamas. I don't know, but I'm gonna just say it like to him. These women back in the day had these fellas tore up, bro. Yeah, and I think uh. This is my personal opinion. I think most of the fellas were mad at Johnny Taylor at, at one point. What, Chief of the Kid? No, that's part. That's part of it. But uh, he made a whole lot of fellas think. Who, who made, made it love? love? 
to your old lady while you're out. Oh, man, I ain't thought about that. I might need to stay home tonight. Think about that. Bruh. Think about it. Now, we both used to work at a place where you had fellas that would tell or talk to you about stuff like that. They're like, boy, you don't know what's going on when you ain't there. Now. That's and true. you'd be thinking about that thing. You'd be like, you know what? You you my right. That's true. Because they know where you at for a set of, certain amount of time. <laughs> right. You know? And the only reason they telling you these stories is because they didn't live their life. They didn't live it. Been there, they done it. Same stuff we was doing, they was doing. <laughs> Ain't changed not one bit. But see, this is this is the thing. Again, we bring all this full circle to say talent will take you as far as you ever want to go. But it you gotta be, be you gotta be good at your craft. We ain't it talking about it. I mean SWB had made a had I mean they didn't made songs in, in the 2000s or whatever. But we're talking about these songs that they made in the early 90s. That's 30 years ago. Because it was impactful. And it's still relevant today. I'm, I'm gonna use that word one more time. It was impactful. It, it, make, it makes it it it's it's the type stuff that just like for our parents, the temptations, all of Motown was what gave them their childhood. These yeah. are, we're talking about the same groups that gave us our childhood. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And, and I, they still, I mean, Smokey 147 years old. Smokey still go out on stage right now. And some big draws gonna fly on stage because Smokey still. Uh, slip. <laughs> might be, but smoke, <laughs> hey, smoke is still to this day. They man, smoke smoke kill women, bro. Yeah. I mean, he put and out he put got out that one move here. Being with you, being with you. A baby, let's cruise. In other words, that's a smooth way of saying, come on, let's get out of here. Man, shoot. I'm going to tell you. And, and the thing about the thing about the original version with Smokey saying it and then the version with D'Angelo saying it, ain't yeah. much different, bro. No. And sometimes you've got a classic like that, you don't need to change. But if you can do it. You, you got to really sit there and be like, God, dog, bro. You know, Smokey wrote this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you know? It's just time. It's just and, time. And it, it still speak to you too, because you be like, man, shoot. Yeah. They crew. Oh, it's like um when Rick James wrote Ebony Eyes and Silk redid it. I mean, hey. But but the thing about it is, you, you know, when you it's hard to redo Rick because Rick is so special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we we gotta that's another one you gotta do now. now the thing about Rick is Rick got so many ways you can go with his podcast. It's just ridiculous because you can do just music and fill up a couple of hours. But then yeah. when you throw in Rick being Rick, that's another couple. That's another couple of hours because you know Rick. Rick is a wild boy. Woo boy! Uh, you know, and, 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 and for those of you that don't know. This is another you need to look up because these are true stories. Mm -hmm. Definitely. True stories. Definitely. Now, now, one of the things we do, and we're getting ready to close, like I say, um, we've been doing this series on, on the females from the 1990s, um, partly because of the fact we did the, the rundown on the 1990s podcast. It's still our biggest set, biggest downloaded <clears throat> podcast. So obviously we, we really got to it. These have been been really downloaded very well on these as well. 
Um, mm -hmm. We're going to start doing the fellas um, coming up. But honestly, um, it just take you back. And like I say, it is it, impactful. It makes you feel something about it because we had we had fun back then. And right now, I'm going to be honest. Well, we, we need all the fun we can get because, you know, times is hard. Things is rough. Um, life is different now. And sometimes you got to take there. You got to take the opportunity to sit back and listen at some of this stuff and, and make yourself realize that, you know what? You need a stress reliever. Yeah. And, and sometimes you can't always go to the bottom uh, 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 or go to the sack or whatever, you know, for your stress reliever. So, you know, sometimes you just got to put your music on. And I, I tell you, I listen to music daily. Daily. If it's something, uh, depending on what my what my feelings is, I go all the way back. Uh, I go all the way back to Ray Charles if I need to. Um, you know, depending on what the mood is, because you know, yeah. nighttime is the right time. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you got to hear that that puts you in a place, and I understand yeah. what that is. Yeah, you music know? is a mood changer, man. It's, it's a mood. It, it, if you be, you can be happy, and then you put on a song, it might take you back to a not so happy time, or you can put something on while you're sad, and it puts you in a happy place. And you know, I'm, it's just it's just a, it's just a mood. It's just a feeling. It's an emotion. You know. And, you know, and great artists they capture that on record, and it's a feeling. You know, you you know when every day, um, of course, you ought to be thankful every day. But every day, you ought to be able to to have uh, emotion at some point during your day, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, or whatever. And music can take you there. And uh, there's nothing better than hearing good music. Now, I'm not, I'll be the first one to say, I'm not sitting here saying that we don't have good music now, but the better music was when we were growing up. And for all those that listen, uh, again, I encourage you, put your kids on this. Let, let them listen to the podcast. Let them understand. But also take them, take them by the hand because I did this with my own kids. Take them by the hand and say, look, this is what we listen to. This is different. And they, and if they, if they really, really into music, they'll sit there and be like, you know what, this is different. They're pretty good because mm -hmm. uh, my daughter is on Outkast, Tupac, and Biggie. Never would have thought she would have been on that, mm -hmm. you know. But she's listened to it long enough to understand and realize that this is what we listen to. Now, my son, yeah, he on the stuff that 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 the kid is on right now. He listen to Future. You know, he listened to Migos, Lil, Lil Dirt, Baby, all them. I have no problem with it because one of the things I say right now is I'm going to be honest. My assessment was a few, a few. Uh, I think, earlier part of this year. Mm -hmm. Dirk and Baby, they little Baby was going to be moving up the chart. And yeah. the more I listen to them, the more I'm falling in love because they spitting. Yeah, definitely. They definitely. Spitting. They are, they are. Now, they ain't, uh, I probably got ahead of myself and I said, you know, they might be ready for the top 10 MCs. Might be a little ahead of myself, but I think if they keep and continue to grow, yeah, they might be able to get in the top 10 MCs. Yeah. Now, will they be able to get in the top five? Probably not. I'm just going to say that just because I know who my top five is. But I think, uh, 
I think you hit it on the head. You know, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off that. I'm not going to say today's music isn't uh, good. And I'm not going to say the music back then was better. I'm just going to say, bro, when I came up, I could relate to it. Because I'm finding out now that there are good artists out there, but you just got to find them. It's not like, you know, because streaming services and the way things are brought to you is so different now. You know, back in the day, we had like our local radio station. And, you know, music here again was a feeling. You know, it wasn't watered down like it is now because it's access to people. The access to people is so great now. You know, you got to go on YouTube. I can find this person. I can find that person. You know, so it's not like it's being bought to you so you can check them out. You know, Michael Jackson was on the radio. You know, um, I found out about Raheem Devon. I forgot. He wasn't on the radio like that, you know. Well, Even like with a, with a Big Crit. Big Crit's not on the radio. But I found them. You know, you you find those gems every once in a while. And it's not that those guys aren't good. It's just that they don't have that that commercial or that crossover song. But it doesn't diminish their talent. So, you know, I, I, I would say it like this. You do have some impactful artists today, but you got to go. You got to do the homework now. Back in, well, back in the day, it was A&R. And they bought that to you. Now you got to go get it. I'll be, the first, I'll be the first one to say, if you listen to radio, uh, if you listen to regular airwave radio not satellite radio if you listen to regular airwave radio you're gonna hear the same song every 20 minutes programming and putting that in your ear so they want you to hear this all the time this is the thing and it's not gonna be artists that gonna bring something to the table that you really really want because you get after a while if you hear a song over and over and over and over again you're gonna get sick of that song Whereas when you own streaming services or whatever, you can find, you can dig a little deeper into their catalogs and understand mm -hmm. what they're actually doing. Or you don't have to worry about it coming back up maybe for like two, three hours, depending on how long you listen. Now, if you like me and you listen, you know, three, four hours a day, yeah, you might hear the same song. But see, you to be done went through 1500 songs during that course exactly. of the day. Yeah. You know? You won't hit the same thing over and over and over again, and that's and, and that's what you got to do because you got to feel you got to feel like what you're listening to is doing something to you. Uh, you got to it got to touch your soul in some kind of way, and oh, yeah. you know we talk about R and B a lot, but what whatever you listen to, whether it's jazz, hip hop, rock, country, country whatever, it's got to talk to you in some kind of way. Because I'll be the first person to tell you if you looked at my streams. You'd be like, I listen. You you realize I listen to everything. If you good, I'm gonna listen at you. I'm I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter who you are. If you good, I'm going to listen to you because yes, if you look at my streams, I have Metallica on my streams. Mm -hmm. What you doing listening to heavy metal? No, it's the thing is I listen to the musicianship of Metallica. These are some of the greatest musicians you ever want to see. Again. Might not be your thing, but I can listen to it. It don't bother me. One of, one of the great, I tell you, one of the greatest artists that that nobody gives. I mean, people give credit, but if you actually sit back and listen to it, you understand why he's one of the greatest artists of all time. Kurt Cobain. Yeah, that is true. one of the, Nirvana is one of the greatest greatest bands of all time. You realize real quick, you know why people have said that because and and if you think about it. And I heard this because uh, Dave Grohl said it himself. He said, if you listen at, uh, listen at the first album of Nirvana, he said all the beats 
that he played on the drums was actually old cameo beats. Mm -hmm. Because he said, that's how I learned how to play drums. So musicians know other musicians. That's the whole yeah. point, what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you 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 don't you don't just become just be just you, you know you gravitate to what catches your ear. Now mm -hmm. I can't play a lick of music, but I can hear anybody. Yeah. You know, I you know, my thing is, you know, if it sounds good, I'm gonna play it. I don't care who it is. Yeah, now, I play, I play saxophone, a little bit of piano. And if I wanted to, I probably could learn the guitar. I, mean, I, I just love music though. <clears throat> and I love creating music and playing, but uh, there's some artists out there. Now, don't get me wrong, the message of the 60s and 70s and 80s, I think it's more impactful because of the struggle and what people went through. You know, life was different, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you, you loved, you loved a little bit harder. You know, when you went through some things, it had meaning behind it. So, I mean, it, life was just different back then. Nowadays, you know, you have those artists, and, and I and I keep going back to like a Raheem or someone like that. They they pull from those experiences. Raheem's probably around our age, a little bit older, but um, he pulls from those experiences too. You can you can hear the uh, the Teddy Pendergrass, the Marvin. You can hear the old soul in the artists like that. So I kind of gravitate towards the, that. Not saying everybody else is good. This is what I'm I like, what I'm used to, and what what's impactful to me. But I'm not diminishing what anybody else is doing because you got great artists out there. You know, I mean, The Weeknd, he's a great artist. You know, uh, you listen to uh, Bruno Mar, great artist, Silk Sonic, oh, yeah. great oh, yeah. production, you know. I'm oh, not yeah. taking anything away from them, you know. Now, am I going to sit there and, and put on a whole album? Probably at some point, you know, but it just hadn't happened yet. You listen to Miguel, you know, great artist to me. But, uh, you know, you just got to go out and find these guys, man. I mean, they're out there. You, know, you well, just got to go find them. I would I would say right now I you know if I had to challenge listeners for anything you know if you if you female uh, I know the industry you know wants you to be a certain way or whatever but this is a perfect time if you're a female artist um, with your own sound and your own message this is the perfect time because there ain't a whole lot of y'all out there right now that's doing uh, good music. You know, uh, that's when, when and when I say good music, I mean something that's meaningful and impactful. Um, you know, other than the people that we've already said, you know, don't get caught up in the industry, man. I mean, you're gonna make it, you can make it without backing. Now, that's a little harder, don't, don't get me wrong. Well, I, I, most of your money comes nowadays, most of your money comes from touring anyway. So if you got a YouTube following or a YouTube stream, you can go on tour, you can fill up nightclubs, you got good management, you're going to make your money. You know, so I mean, the days of the 200 million, 100 million sold, you'll probably never see that. I don't know. I don't know how that's quantified or whatever, but I think it's it's, it's kind of leveling the playing field now because, you know, all before we had to deal with whatever we could get our hands on. But now since everybody's got access, we can kind of, kind of, demand what we want to see and you know i think some of the people that like the true r&b uh we can start to change the narrative a little bit because i mean the power is in the consumer if if i like what you're putting out i'm gonna support you you know so if you, you got a venue or whatever you're coming to we're gonna support that you know so i think you know it's a good thing and a bad thing yeah record sales probably thing in the past like they are but i mean just to be able to get your hands on that type of music now 
because in all honesty, I think the ties have changed. You, you would find that artists would have to be signed now uh, back then, and then you produce them. But nowadays, they're going after following. You you got to have a certain amount of following. So it's almost like that artist is coming to the plane, to the table with the hand up, you know. Well, I would say this here. Now, you probably get more folks uh, because you're in Georgia. You probably get more of a diverse uh, acts than we get here because nobody's coming through here, bro. Um, mm-hmm. That's how bad it, but it's close got. enough. I mean, you can make that drive. Though. I mean, you got Charlotte. Well, now, we. I mean, you know. you, you can go to Charlotte. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest. If anybody's coming, that's close. More more often than not, you either gonna be in Charlotte or you're gonna be in Charleston because mm-hmm. nobody's coming to Columbia for anything anymore, bro. And it, it's like. Uh, it's sad that we didn't got to this point, man. But honestly, mm-hmm. it, it it is to this point. I mean, there's the the powers that be in Columbia has pretty much destroyed anything worthwhile having. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you might get something put together, but it's gonna be one or two of them on that on that on that chart that you ain't gonna want to see. So then yeah. you gotta weigh the fact: Do you want to spend this money? Just to see one act, yeah, you know, it's, it's worth getting, the squeeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you got you're not getting what you're not getting what you really, really want to get. You know what I'm saying? So now and then you got to think about it. You know, uh, you know, to go to Charlotte, that's not a big thing, but you know, uh, just like our Mary J's on her on her tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted to go, but the thing was, I mean, it was too expensive. You know what I'm saying? But it's worth it because I know, okay, it's Mary J. You know, that's the thing. When you, when you Mary J, you ain't got to bring nobody with you. No, you can do 20 different songs, 20 different times, and you're still going to be impactful. You're right. still going to walk away from that saying, man, Mary did her thing. Did her thing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's like, you know, you got, they are artists, then they are groups, mm-hmm. then they are up and coming, you know, and you got to weigh that out. And, and the thing about it is just, just making sure uh, with anything, making sure you're getting your money's worth for what you're getting. And, and um, I want, for me, I want to hear a band. I want to hear music. I don't want to hear a DJ spinning records and you singing behind. That's just me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's not going, that's not going to get it no more. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I'm not 25 again. You know what I'm saying? That that that. I'm gonna tell you now. You got to go to the amphitheater then, because you're not gonna get no sold out arenas with a band. I'll tell you that right now. No day well, <laughs> Now I I say I say this here that depending on <clears throat> depending on who show it is, and then the other thing is, and the other thing that that hurts us here is that when good shows do come, it's during the week, bro. We can't have no more Friday Saturday. You know. It, 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 if anybody worth anything comes, it's 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 Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm like, bro, you got to go to work. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's you true. Know? And it's like you gotta you 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 really really gotta want to see, you know what you gotta see. It is it, just one of them things, man. But anyway, you know it's gonna get better. I know it's gonna get better. Lean always gonna be like this. Yeah. Um, again. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we just, again, just having a conversation. That's it. Uh, we uh, see y'all in about two weeks. I think uh, 
But it's two weeks from now. Twenty-six. Uh, the twenty-six. That'll be right before the um. Yeah, we'll be deep in the preseason then, right before the. We'll be, we'll be that'll be the last college too. Game. Yeah, and then college will getting be ramping up too. College so. will start on the twenty-seventh. So, uh, so if you thought this one was hard to follow, we're gonna be all over the place on the next one. Well, yeah, you come up with a topic, but it is what it will is. be football will be the football preview, and then we'll jump back into uh the uh uh RB, but we'll be doing the males at that point. Uh yeah. so we'll be doing the football special uh probably on the 26th, somewhere in there that weekend, uh before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh again, thank you for listening. Thank y'all for participating with us. Uh, we striving to get uh, more and more of you all to listen. Um, me and Kelsey got a plan for this, and uh, we know God gonna see us through on this plan, so we're not worried about it. Exactly. All right, everybody. Until next time. Thank you.